0: Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, I'm Trent, and it is wonderful to have your company today for episode
1: 169, dudes!
0: Oh. Joining me today in the virtual Toy Power studio, we've got Frank. Well, hoi, Ben. Good
1: night, good night,
0: And Darren. Hello, everyone. And this week on Toy Power, we are talking latest news. There is a fair bit to get through and some pretty cool stuff. And then it's into a vintage toy line retrospective as we take a look at the A-team.
2: Three,
0: two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? I'm she's got a new hat. All right, so we're going to jump straight into it and another victim of COVID-19, Darren.
3: So the the sad news has come forward uh, that San Diego 2020 has been cancelled. For anyone that hasn't heard, it was announced on April 18 um, that San Diego Comic Con will now return on July 22nd to 25th, 2021.
2: Yeah, look, not unexpected. I think this was the big one. I think in the early stages, you're sort of January, early February, when people were becoming aware of the virus um, and various cons along the way started being cancelled. Um, everyone was sort of looking to see what San Diego would do because that being a little bit further out, people thought, oh, no, this will all blow over till, um, by the time San- it's San Diego time. Uh, it was not to be. And in the case of our friends in the US, has very much not blown over. Um, so no, a little bit anything,
3: sad. The has voluntarily really taken off.
2: Yeah, yeah. So a little bit sad, but uh, not uh unexpected. I think it's the first time in fifty years that it's or since it's begun basically. Yeah, that it's had to yeah. postpone or.
3: So it's my understanding as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, not much else to be said about that, but um, I think they're in the already in the throes of you know, uh, people who have bought a ticket already or or their pass or whatever they're good for twenty twenty one those passes now, yeah, so cool. which is a oh that's good which is
3: yeah. a... very sad news, but obviously we, we want everyone to stay well first yeah. and foremost. Oh, correct. Yep. Yep. So um, regarding PowerCon, the. Um, the non-attendee's pre-sale for PowerCon exclusives have been postponed once more until Saturday, May 9th at 9am Pacific Time. As shared in their previous April 17th update, they're working to finalise any adjustments to our uh, to their 2020 plans. Their goal is to make sure fans have a secure and rewarding Power Chronics experience and will post the latest information on their website about how non-attendee pre-sales will take place place and yeah so at the moment the long and short of it everything is still in flux and just sort of waiting out hoping that that thing settled by the time PowerCon is due to roll around When is PowerCon supposed to be? I believe it's August
2: Yeah. Okay. So they've got a little bit more time to play with, but when you consider yeah, but not not a
3: lot in the not
2: a lot. No, that's right. Like I, you know, particularly in the US, these these restrictions are. I would not be surprised if you know you've got event cancellations all the way through to Christmas. Really. Yeah, Uh, I I wouldn't
3: uh, be surprised either. I mean, when you factor in that even in little old South Australia, which is. Which has um, had a fairly good result so far, and we hope that continues. Uh, they've cancelled the ride late show, which is not due to hit until September. You can see why why people in the US would be very hesitant about putting on a big
0: event, given given what's happening over there at the moment. Yeah, yep. <laughs> no, spot on. All right, moving on to some NECA news, and we had some pictures of Metalhead pop up, and these are the really sort of final promotional images that they've got. Obviously, we've seen Metalhead before. But, you know, I just tick off the list of things that he's got. Opening mouth, check. Opening chest. Wasn't expecting Mm, that. No,
1: that was a big surprise. Big surprise. Wasn't it just.
0: Yeah. Sort of like you go, yeah, yep. Cool. Open. Mouth opens. What? chest as well yeah,
2: was, yeah. <laughs> they're very this is what <laughs> neca do really well you sit there and go even when you've seen the product you go yep. that's really cool that's all i need to know and then right before release they go what about
0: this like whether yep. it's accessories or or you know extra articulation they're bloody good yeah no it was uh, they had the vacuum cleaner attachment on the arm the drill hand everything like that and and i tell you what if you're on the fence like sort of i was on this one you're, you're jumping off on, into the paddock and running through it. With your hands and
3: air Doesn't yeah. he look brilliant? And no, I think does, re- yeah. yeah. they really captured that flavour of the Fred Wolf style of metal metalhead, I think, and the vacuum cleaner attachment is just, you know, um, so, so memorable from how I remember him sort of being depicted in, in that show. So uh, they've really done their homework.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Well, moving on from Ninja Turtles, we're going to talk uh, Todd McFarlane, uh, one of the big boys in the industry. And in particular, this Spawn Kickstarter of his, that just knows no limits, right? Like every we, we sort of reported previously that it broke $1 million as far as a Kickstarter is concerned. It's now past $2 million. Like absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, As of I think April 25th, it crossed the two million dollar mark, and now uh, previously it was reported that the plastic chains were replaced with metal ones, which is true. Um, One part that was not true was the chain that sort of connects his cape together at the the, sort of the the crop of the neck. That is now a metal chain as part of the two million dollar thing. We're getting some extra necro energy sort of attachments to go onto his hands, Uh, and all three of the there's various packs you can get, but all three trilogy. Packs will come with a gold plaque and gold signature, whatever that means. I'm sure Todd can afford it anyway. Um, <laughs> and then even as recently as a few days ago, April 27, he posted another update basically showing off the articulation of the cape and how it can go from, you know, full, full spread sort of giant Batman esque to sort of wrapping around the figure for that sort of real um, shrouded mystery sort of look to him. So, uh, this is incredible. And this is only the first wave, right? Like, imagine what yeah. happens. Now that he's, 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 this has been so successful, you, you've got to assume this is wave three, four,
0: five, basically almost bought and paid for, right?
1: Yeah, it's incredible Have you seen... when you
0: think. Sorry, go on, Trent. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm thinking back to when Mythic Legions and the Four Horsemen got really big and they launched that Kickstarter a couple of years back. And it was, it was all these figures, you know, it was, I think, I can't remember. I ordered it and it was something like 40 figures all up in the wave. And that hit very close to a million, 960 wow. from wow. For memory, 40 figures. right? You, 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 take, so that was 40 figures, almost a million. This is one figure. <laughs> <crashing> <laughs> yeah, three, like, three three, yeah. Three, three figures, three, three alternate right, versions of the one yeah, figure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Form, yeah. But like, yeah. that's Big dollars, right? Yep. And the horsemen are no slouches, right, with their product. Mm. So it shows you the penetration that Todd has in the industry and the affinity with Spawn that's still out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, have you seen the uh, ab crunch um, mechanism that he's got? It's got sort of like uh, yeah. soft um, rubber around his belly that so he can ab crunch. So it, it sort of folds yeah. down and things. So that looks pretty cool and it's a bit of a new technique and things. I just get concerned about the longevity of that area. Yeah. If if um, you keep you know playing with that area and after ten years, mm-hmm. is that still going to? Is that rubber still going to hold? its own, or is it going to start uh, cracking and flaking and, you know, tearing, so to speak? Yeah.
2: So. Well, it reminds me a lot, from what I saw, it reminds me a lot of the uh, Storm Collectibles uh, with their their Mortal Kombat's mm-hmm. and Street Fighter stuff. They have, in order to get that, because they're fighting figures, you know, lots of articulation, and a, a number of joints are hidden. I'm not sure about a chest or ab crunch, though. There's Certainly, at the waist, there's articulation, but um, the chest is an interesting one, because it's such a big like area yeah. compared to like an elbow or a knee or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, listen back to toy power episode 1050 in 10 years time when we cover
3: this and we'll see how old spawn holds up.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Sounds like a plan, but pestle it in your diaries, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the, to that episode.
0: Well, speaking of spawn spawn collectibles, storm collectibles. <laughs> I can't get, it, can't get it out of my head. It's, it's everywhere. Two million dollars. Ah. Um, Gatchaman, or as I know it, Battle of the Planets. Storm collectibles have teamed up with Gatchaman to do a new range of figures. Not, no other details announced. Just uh, coming soon. But I reckon this is so crazy. We know how good... The Street Fighter and the Mortal Kombat figures after Storm—they're doing injustice as well. Bane, and I think Lobo's been popping up around with some images. Mm. Oh yeah, incredible figures.
1: There's an there's a Facebook guy called I follow called Larry Ho, and he is uh, from Singapore. And he does the most amazing reviews just on his kitchen, you know, bench type. He breaks it down, shows all the, you know, techniques, articulation, comparison of height next to other figures and stuff. And he's got his hands on the Storm Lobo figure and I want to buy it. I like, yeah. you know, it, he just, he rates it so high and he's just, of all the Lobo figures that have ever been released, this one is perfect, he reckons, yep. compared to all the others. They've never got Lobo right, in his opinion. This one is the be-all and end-all of Lobo action figures. So um, oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a big
0: statement to to make, I reckon. Certainly looked like it from the pictures I was seeing because I'm like, what is that Lobo? And the way I always check if it's a Storm Collectibles figure is I look at the elbow joint. It's got a very specific joint. It's obviously double, double hinged. But mm. the way that the hinges work looked very unique to Storm. Yeah. So that, that was, when I looked at the elbow, I'm like, aha, that's, that's that Storm collectibles logo. But I lo- I've always loved the Gatchaman designs. I just think those, the suits are really cool. The capes and those sort of Falcon headdresses that yes. the characters yep. wear, I think they're striking. So this is going to be sort of mouth watering stuff to yeah, see what's each
1: going character's on. got such set of their own unique personality and size and shape and uh color outfits and uh, I think they've even got their own little weapons different weapons for each different vehicles for each and then the villain's a bit of a Marilyn Manson type uh character <laughs> i reckon uh I just think uh and then, then you've got the uh henchmen and things that are, uh, look pretty cool like the hydra henchman type thing um i you know you could go on pretty deep in this line and still have a army of 20 characters and that would be just about the whole you know everyone that you could ever imagine ever want including the alternate um secret identities of the uh you know battle of the planets characters so Mm.
2: Mm. absolutely speaking of some more characters this one goes out to our friend who's been on the show a couple of times Scotty this one's for you mate we have some shots of the Final Fantasy 7 remake this is from Play Arts and your boy Sephiroth uh, these are from Square Enix in Japan um, it looks absolutely amazing. Final Fantasy VII, the remake, has just been has been recently released. And uh, anyone who loves that game is is enjoying playing it all over again. Uh, this is unfortunately a uh, Japan exclusive, I think I'm reading here. It's, it's not cheap, 16,000 yen, which I think translates to about 150 US. So Scotty, if you're keen, you're going to have to uh, fork out the big ones. Um, pre-orders have gone live um, i think it was supposed to be due in march that's obviously probably been pushed out with everything that's going on but these are along the lines of storm collectibles the the um, square enix stuff is high quality high articulation and sephiroth if you know the character has got long hair down past his bum basically and with a, a massive samurai sword that is just actually too ridiculous to hold in real life but for the character design it works really really well alternate hands of course and you know i think a figure stand comes with that as well Um, if you're into your final fantasy 7 as a lot of people are jump on this one you can get it from the usual sources big bad toy store your hobby link japan and even entertainment earth but be prepared to get the wallet out for that
1: (laughs) All right. If, uh, if you've still got any money left after that, you can uh, put it towards the big chap. And uh, everyone knows the big chap alien, famous 1979 Kenner alien. Well, they've made that into life size, yes. What? We've got a life size statue from Hollywood Collectibles, the big chap. You've got to be quick because there's only 150 available across the world. And uh, if you want to go to that next year, tier, so that'll cost you $7,000 US if you're keen. (laughs) And if you want to go to that uh, next tier, you can go for the one of 25 exclusive... Uh, alien big chap so uh, yeah so what's the you,
2: difference with the exclusive uh, and the I didn't regular?
1: look that deep but um, I think it might be some blood splatter or a face or something like that okay. but wow, right. um, yeah I think you know if, if you've got that much cash to spl- splash around you might as well go you for, well go
3: the exclusive. for, seven, for
2: seven grand it should come with a vial of James Cameron's actual blood <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: that's it <laughs>
1: All right. On the same uh, trip as Alien, we've got the uh, Alien Day, uh, which is 26th of... April, you know, every year because um, the uh, LV 426, so in the American date scheme, 426. So Alien Day 2020, NECA has shared a quick look at their upcoming Alien 40th Anniversary Series, Series 1 in packaging. So the packaging plays a beautiful homage to the 1979 packaging of the big chap Xenomorph. Now, the first assortment of these anniversary figures includes Ellen Ripley, Dallas, Arthur, and the concept Xenomorph. We also see a number of other figures coming to this uh, collection at Toy Fair 2020. Upcoming releases include Ash, Gilbert Kane, Dennis Parker, Samuel Brett, and more. Series 1 is shipping soon, and Series 1 will, avail- will be available from US Target stores, both uh, on- in-store and online. So... It's all about
2: Alien at the moment, yeah. so get on to it. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Speaking of Alien, well, he's not an alien. He's an Asgardian, but close enough. Uh, we've seen some pictures of uh, SH Figure Arts' latest entry into the Marvel Universe, and we're talking about Loki. Loki's had a few different looks over the years, but this one harkens back to uh, as uh, Tom Hiddleston as he appeared in Avengers 1. So he's got the ridiculous uh, horned helmet. Uh, he comes with the Tesseract, uh, of course, the mighty that he gets around for most of the movie, uh, and a very good Tom Hiddleston likeness. What I love about this figure is it also comes with the uh, like the the manacles and the 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 mouth guard or the thing that shuts him up. If you remember yeah. at the end of Avengers One when he's basically been captured, um, and I think that's a very cool accessory. It's not something you would expect to see. It's in the films for all of two minutes. Um, and yeah, I thought that was a really nice addition. This is a uh, so this is from uh, premium Bandai web exclusive in Japan. So there's not actually even any US release details available at this time. Uh, pre-orders have gone live as of April 24th, so a few days ago now. Yeah, so this is this one's around about the same price. It's about eighty dollars US. Uh, and the release is set <laughs> for oh, September. Sorry. Bless you, Ben. Right, so um, I tried to mute, but I didn't quite get there. <laughs> Missed the mute button by that much. <laughs> yeah. um, also, uh, this one comes with a, a laughing head, which typically in action figures, that sort of stuff is very hard to pull off because the figures just look like they're trying to squeeze out uh, a poo or something. But um, this one actually looks really, really good. So, yeah, if you're a fan of Loki as uh, with Mr. Tom Hiddle's Hiddleston? Yes. Oh, my God. I nearly forgot his name. Uh, Yeah, jump on to, well, hopefully you've got a friend in Japan who can order it for you because there doesn't seem to be another way uh, to do that one. Uh, Still on uh, Marvel, we've also had some confirmation that they are re-releasing. This is more Marvel Legends we're talking. They are re-releasing the Evolution of Groot figure. Now, if you're not sure what that is, it's essentially a Marvel Legends size figure. Groot, so this is Adult Groot, as he would appear in Guardians 1. Uh, But it's called the Evolution of Groot because it comes with two other smaller figures. Uh, One is the uh, as he would appear in Guardians 2, which is kind of what I'm referring to, baby Groot. He's just kind of sitting there, cutely waving, as he probably does at the start of the film. But also the little pot plant Groot, as he's seen at the end of the first film. Um, and it's a really nice set. I actually spotlighted this figure uh, when we were talking about it. I think it was perfect modern figures or modern toys that are just not yeah. like perfect. Because I think in all the iterations of Groot, particularly at the Marvel Legends scale, this one, the face sculpt on it is just gorgeous. He's got that big, goofy smile. Hi, I've just killed 15 guys did i do good sort of thing um so he's really good i know he was very hard to find at the time so it's kind of nice that this is one is being re-released there's no as far as i can tell it's no different paint apps or anything like that it's just a straight up hey for those who missed him uh come getting uh, scheduled to be released in around september um so yeah i'm sure there'll be orders pre-orders going up all over the place if you're keen to get your hands on that guy
0: mm. Ben, how are you going with this glow in the dark, Toxie <laughs>
1: entertainment
0: key. earth exclusive?
1: Yeah, I, I do like it, but it's a little bit too you know, uh it takes away from the character. I think it's too one too, it's too much of one colour. It's like a bit yep. like spirit of gray If in you know it's, You uh, lose but, the detail, but, don't you? Yeah, but like A for effort, you know, I just hope this means that they're making, you know, they're putting out a few variants of Toxie to make um, room, you know, enough money in the pool to make uh, Dr. Killamoff or a Radiation Ranger or yep, Bonehead, absolutely. you know, uh, I just, fingers crossed, this is a, a move in the right direction. I yeah, uh, absolutely no. love him, but given the price tag, I yeah. will not be getting him. What's that Doing, I can't see it doing
0: that. Yeah, forty forty four ninety nine US. It is an Entertainment Earth exclusive. It is up now for pre order. Um, so Super Seven, obviously in collaboration with Entertainment Earth. I think it came comes with all the accessories. But as you it pointed out, like it, yeah. it, it it does look just like a, a yellow blob kind of thing. Mm. Uh, is is my take on it. And I was, I'm a big Toxic Crusaders fan. Obviously, Davey uh, is a massive fan. But all of us here on the show like our Toxic Crusaders. I saw this and instantly just went, don't need it. Not, you know, not something I need, but a cool variant uh, nonetheless. Um, but I think you're right. I think we're going to see a few more figures in the Toxic Crusaders line. I'm almost predicting a wave of four that will come out at some point. Ooh, let's hear it. Who have we got? Run well, through it. I think you'd, you'd almost have to go in a wave one, whether they do... Toxie again, but let's just say for argument's sake they don't do Toxie because we've already got him. I'd be going Dr. killamoff I'd be yes, going yes. a Radiation Ranger. And then probably something like a, a... I don't know whether you go Bonehead or whether you go um, Headbanger. Something like that. Yep. Yep.
1: They're all pretty hard characters because they're not the standard buck.
0: You know, yeah.
1: Dr. killamoff has four arms. Psycho is a really fat dude. Um, There's the, not a lot uh, of shared guys. Has- yeah. His yep. two heads, you yeah. know, like, yep. like, um, too bad. Um, the boat, what's the boat? The uh, bonehead's like a skeleton, Junkyard yeah. A dog. The dog. So he's very hunched over, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, Even that,
0: um, what's the guy, the swamp creature guy? Um,
1: yeah, I forget his name. Um, major
0: disaster, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, you're right, they're, they're all very unique sculpts. So I'd be interested to see what they could do with them. But my, my take on this is that, um, Brian Flynn was blown away with the love for Toxic Crusader, Toxic Avengers, in in both the reaction line and what they did with Toxie. And I I think it just makes sense at some point that there's going to be more figures, or at least that's my wishful thinking. Yep.
3: I I, I tend to agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a movie, Toxie Avenger movie, um, redo of Toxie as well, just to sort of maximise the use of that sculpt. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: I reckon that uh, they're trying to finalise, you know, Snake Mountain. They're trying yep. to make sure they've got Wave 1 Ninja Turtles out, uh, Wave 1 uh, Thundercats out as well. Mm-hmm. You know, clean up a couple of other things. Uh, and then, you know, right, now we're going for some... Oh, shout out something later but uh they'll do that and toxic Crusaders is their next hey guys look what we've got you know in the pipeline uh next so to speak so.
2: yeah i feel like for such a small company in comparison to your hasbro's and mattel's and stuff they've got a lot of pies in the they oven do. at the moment like yeah. it's it's yeah. impressive the amount of um stuff they've got going on they just need to you know get it shipped out and yeah. um yeah we'll be happy well, days and if they'd You're like right?
1: full on what they have mm, They're obviously doing pretty well with their reaction line uh, and able to churn them out pretty fast and things like that. But these higher end, more articulated, more detailed, larger scale, blah, 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 uh,
3: take a lot longer and um, that's what's hurting them. Uh, But, you know. Speaking of Super 7, there was an update um, video that Brian Flynn did remotely with Pixel Dan Big news that came out of that, I thought, that really stood out to me. Thundercats uh, Wave Three pre-orders were at the time of the interview where they should be. So COVID nineteen and also the, you know, perhaps the the slowing down of the deliveries hadn't impacted on sales, at least not at that point. So so that's promising, yeah, promising news. Um, and there was also um, some pretty big hints um, about what might. Follow Thundercats a little bit down the line in the way of Silverhawks. So I've got my fingers and toes crossed for that because that's. Wow. That is a property that's near and dear to my heart. Um, well, it's it's
2: the natural successor when you think about the lines they've already done and the fact that Thundercats is, is making it to a wave three. Where do you go next? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's got to yeah. be. So
1: that's that's what I was alluding to. I didn't want to take uh,
3: Darren's you know steam from him. So you, you, um, you didn't, and I hope I didn't take it from you. No, I wasn't. No, on no, run no, sheet. No, I did no. I did. I did because I'm going to shout out.
1: Shout out. You give me Silverhawks, you got
3: to follow it up with Tiger Sharks. Man. I was going to say, yeah, that's, no, the, exactly. that's
2: the air, land and sea, right? Yeah, like... That's it, <laughs> for
3: you. Exactly. No, no. Um, fair call, Ben. Um, the, another point that Brian raised is that they really want to try and get Wave 1 of Turtles out before they start putting up the pre-order for Wave 3. Um they're a bit more sensitive to that one than they are Thundercats because I just got a sense reading between the lines, and Brian didn't say this, but I just got a sense between the lines that perhaps there's an expectation that there's more of a crossover between Master Universe and Thundercats fans so they already know how this thing works and know that things get through eventually, whereas Turtles fans might be on the Super 7 bandwagon for the very first time, and, and they really want to get that wave one out um before they start looking for um for you know, money from the pre-order for Wave Three. Yeah. So, well, I think it's also
2: so that they this would be the first time they're dealing with a company the size of Nickelodeon as well. Yes. um And so they'd be sort of a, a, if you were you know the Nickelodeon investors, you'd be asking questions about you know what's with this ordering of Wave Three when Wave One hasn't even shipped yet. So
1: especially when they're you know clawing at the door saying, "Our oh, uh, Rise of the Ninja Turtles," well. <laughs> you know,
2: help me,
1: Super Seven, help
2: me, you know? pretty much
1: <laughs> save us all.
2: I just want to know what's in Wave Three. I'll just take even just text reveals and say, "Hey, these are the figures to look forward to." I still, of course, I want to see the pictures, but um, to me, that's that's really good that they've got Wave Three pretty much in the chamber, ready to go. Um, and I'll pre-order that bloody wave as well when as soon as yes, it goes same live.
3: Here. <laughs> same here, looking forward to it. Yeah, so there's a some of news points. on Snake Mountain um, now. It's advanced. But um, there's obviously delays due to um, delays in getting things in and through ports in the US Australia and other places due to the whole covid 19 thing. It's, it does sound like you know China's coming back and back though um, so it seems like the delays are more getting things through you know than anything else. Brian did have a, a mock-up of the box which you know we saw a tiny fraction of on the video um, which looked absolutely awesome and massive at the same token. So really looking forward to to seeing when and how that plays out. Some really interesting things came came through on Future of Masters of the Universe with Super 7, things that really, really struck me um, with a bit of hope that, that while as it stands right now, Super 7 can't make Masters of the Universe toys, Brian seemed to made it really, really clear that Super Seven still want to make Master Universe toys, and that they are hoping that that Mattel will see the space for them to do their own own thing Um, when when Origins launches into retail into retail, and you know has has um, found its audience. That that hopefully, you know, um, Super Seven will you know be seen as a unique space offering perhaps a different market. He also, also said, and this is really interesting, I thought, um, and again, something I just remembered as, a, as I was going through the running sheet that I didn't include, and that is that they talked or looked into, explored whether or not they could go back to Netflix's Shira figures, because Ooh. they they don't seem to be in, in retail at the moment. They seem to have um, exited Target US, but at the moment, it appears that Mattel are, uh, and the only ones that are allowed to touch that as well. So there was some exploring about that. Brian Also stated that they saw proto- they have prototypes and designs ready to go. Should Mattel give them the green light for Shearer? No, that I. Sorry, that's more I think in relation to classics and Club Grace uh, on the vintage Okay, Sure,
0: interesting.
3: Um, and on a very separate note. Brian reiterated again again the vintage um, Mattel prototypes and designs um, that he's seen, including um, designs for Skeletor's 1987 movie troops in 5.5 vintage scale, which was designed back in, in the in the 80s. So, yeah.
2: it's a logical. Log-
3: if they get say- the license back, we might see that.
2: Yeah it's a logical success given the given the success of and how well they turned out mind you of these those the William Stout collection in the the classic size i think that was should be evidence enough to uh Mattel ultimately to say hey there's something in this let's do you know your Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella in the classic style the The large part of the the design work sounds like it's already done. We've heard about these mysterious designs that never got used. Um, It kind of seems like a no-brainer. It's just whether
3: Mattel give them the green light, essentially. I think it is, because it's quite clear William Stout, who, just out of interest, didn't design Skeletor's troops for the movie. Um, Someone else did. But... um, he clearly doesn't want to do business with Mattel. This is very much a you know only do it if Mattel's not involved kind of thing. So even mm. if even if Mattel said to to Super Seven, we're only going to let you do 1987 movie stuff. ride that one. You know we'll look at whether or not we do the other stuff down the track. That that would be that would be sensational in and of itself. Mm. So it is a matter of I think watch this space, gentlemen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um just just quickly a uh, quick point on um the ThunderCats wave 3 that got extended today by another 2 weeks and it sounded like Darren you mentioned that Brian was happy with the sales kind of at the close date or getting close to the close date that they were on track as expected but well, that was like... at the
3: point of um, that that interview with Peter yeah, Dan
0: sure. which, which was a little while ago now but yeah but but on track, uh, as the projections go, and they know how to model these things, I think, pretty well. But what he made, what Brian made it sound like, was that they were giving fans an extra two weeks to jump on. Not necessarily that they needed more orders, but they wanted to give people the opportunity to, you know, money might be a bit tight, and, and just give them that extra two weeks to place the order. So that's nice of, nice of Brian. But yeah, I Absolutely. guess the, the, there is this feeling, I think they've done the right thing with Turtles, it feels a bit weird ordering wave 3 when you haven't even got wave 1 in your hand. It yep, yep. just look, I know I'm going to get them and I know they're going to come and all that, but it just feels strange. I'd like love to go back and hear what Brian said about their plan of how long it would take from pre-order to figure delivery. What yep. what that time frame was and I know they had mm. targeted time frames. Am I crazy thinking that he was Trying to get that down to three months. Is that crazy? Did I, just- uh, no. I think, <laughs> I think a- what,
1: from what we know now, that is absolutely batshit crazy.
0: That's- <laughs> what, I'm do, I know, what I'm trying to say was that yeah. something that were. I can't remember the the, the date, for, the yeah, time frame. Yeah. Whether he said six
1: maybe months he got his months. months and years mixed up. Maybe he meant <laughs> three years. You
3: know, <laughs> I'm not sure. That it, I'm not sure that it wasn't four months. But I take the point. Oh my, so, something around it that. Was like it, something, it was something. It was something. They year, were trying like... to get it four or five months or something like that. But I right. need to hear it again to be absolutely sure. So I don't want to um, make it sound like I'm, I'm going on attack with Brian. Everything I'd point out, of course, is you know, Super 7 is suffering the same problem that every toy manufacturer and every, everyone that's manufacturing out of China is suffering at the moment. The difference is people notice this one more because it's a pre-order they've already
0: paid. Oh, look, yeah, no, no. I, I, I totally get what's happening in the world today. Um, and and I'm, I'm just even trying to think back before sort of COVID came in, what their time frame was between a pre-order and, and getting goods out. And, and look, I, I'd be the first to say, you know, get the goods right do what you need to to make sure the quality of the product is as good as you can. I'd, I'd take a delay, but, but I think there's a learning in there when you know what your track record is like, just be a bit mindful of, of pushing too much stuff through without, without yeah. delivering. I think that's, that's a fair message. I think, and I, think I think that is the that's right just... thing with turtles to just go, let's, let's just hold tight with the third wave. Let's just get, one out to you let's get them in your hands and yep. you can yep. play with them see what they're like look at the quality i'm sure they'll be amazing i'm sure they'll be it'll be quality product but just hold the horses a little bit on on you know offering more stuff up agreed yeah um yeah. I, I did want to make a quick note i know it's not in the run sheet but uh literally two hours before we went to to record tonight Frank, I think you might have seen some images for Revelations, Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Revelations. I, don't, I
1: think that was fan art.
0: Yeah. Because that- yeah. well, I, I, I initially got, got, camo got really. Can in there. In
1: there.
0: Yeah, they had camo cam with yeah. the golden. Art, I don't think
1: that. I think that's pure fan art. They've right. got and they've got an Instagram handle, Tone
0: Toys or something. Gotcha. Okay. So I, don't I don't think know. Tone it Toys. A bit off be, me. It did, didn't yeah. look quite like final designs uh, that would have passed my yeah. my. I don't think
1: Tone Toys would be putting his water
0: print on a uh, official... Image. Well it was confusing uh, because they used the actual revelations back. They
2: did. It was a very clever it was a very clever edit to use that that poster that we've already seen, but you also think about if there was images like that too share Kevin Smith's going to be the first one to just bl- plaster that thing all over the internet. And I must admit I did get excited because I was like, "Oh, you know, there's some finally some positive news on this, some actual images. That, you know, hype and spin will only get you so far." Uh, But the one that did it for me, that broke it for me, where I started questioning it, was the Skeletor. Because honestly, that face looked dead set out of the 2012 cartoon. Like, it uh, it was... Possibly, and I'm not accusing the artist of anything, but it, it looked to me like a really good kit bash where they've taken that 2012 design and obviously, you know, updated some parts and changed it a bit. Um, yeah, so if you see those images floating around, folks, don't be um, confused. You can be excited, but just know that it's not yeah. uh, from the original show or the, the, the upcoming the deal breaker. show
1: the deal breaker for me was Camo Khan. I yeah, was like, yeah. oh, these are cool, these are cool. And then I saw Camo Khan, I'm like, no, nah, I don't think they're going to uh, hit the ground running first you know, introduction to the series. And oh yeah, by the way, here's Camo Khan. Yeah. I just, I, I'll be, I was a little bit dubious uh, that they'll introduce such a an um, obscure character like that well, so early. Well, with the, with would
2: the be with big, oh. I was going to say, with the big cast announcement they did, and we ran mm. through all that amazing news, I don't think, Cobra Khan or, or, or any sort of Khan was in that list at
0: all. No, I don't think he was. Yeah. Not yeah. even right. Khan! <laughs>
1: Khan.
0: <laughs> no. Not even the William Shatner one, exactly. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got excited about this piece of news that, that there is going to be a new Transformers film, an animated film, uh, according to Deadline. So, Toy Story 4 director Josh Cooley has apparently been picked by Hasbro's Entertainment Studio, E1, and Paramount to direct a big-scale Transformers theatrical prequel. Now, I know, Frank, you've talked a little bit about some of your favourite comics where they, they look at the relationship between Optimus Prime and Megatron in their kind of Cybertronian civil war. That's what this film looks like it's going to focus on. So very, very interesting. Nothing to do with the Bay franchise, nothing to do with Bumblebee, This is an animated series. This is going to be a movie. I think I'm getting, you know... This oh. is the touch. What, 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 if,
1: what if Soundwave transforms into like a light post and uh, Bumblebee yes. transforms into that little rolling ball and the Seekers are uh, triangles. triangles flying in the sky, you know? That would just be, you know, even even just a throwback, like a, just a one scene, a mistransformation from each of them or something like, you know, that would just, that would blow my mind.
2: There's so many <laughs> little things you could do with that. You could Even just like shout outs to the old animation eras where, star screen for whatever reason is colored blue and if you wrote it correctly it could be because he's he's running through some paint or something oh sorry why am i blue all of a sudden and just weird stuff like that um oh man i see i hadn't heard this before you bought this in tonight trent that's um that's amazing like um josh cooley like toy story 4 as much as it's no toy story 3 pretty solid overall and uh he obviously knows a thing or two about animation having been involved with toy story but i um i mean look it all comes down to the script at the end of the day we all know this so i'll be very curious to see what they do from a writing perspective uh and i think uh you you mentioned in their theatrical prequel so this is going to go to cinemas or straight to netflix
0: well yeah i I don't know where it'll be be streamed as paramount so anyone um it sounds like it would hit the Movie Theatre. Yeah, wow. Very exciting. But who knows in this day and age whether it would get a, um, a streaming release. But yeah, script has been penned by Andrew Barrer and Gabriel Ferrari, who apparently have been working on it for a number of years and were credited on Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So okay. that, that's some pretty pretty good uh, credentials sitting yeah. there. With We've
1: al- already four. got more hopes of this movie than the Masters
0: movie. Oh. Like. <laughs> down. Wow, this is sad yeah. but true. Sad but true. <laughs> Alright, we're going to uh, conclude our news segment now. and Do something we haven't done for a while. I'm excited by this. And Darren, you're going to take the helm on something that's very near and dear to your heart. Vintage Twilight. You've got to come
3: back with me. So, our vintage retrospective is the 80s, the Galoob 1984 to 1985 toy line based on the television series, which ran for five seasons and clocked in 98 episodes. So. Galoob's 1984-85 Transformers line was produced in two scales: 6.5 and 3.75 inch. The 6.5 um, were released on single blister cards featuring both weapons and tools, and the 3.0 inch uh, figures came in multi packs and/or vehicles. And these were the 3.75 inch scales were. Um, articulated in a very similar way to the GI Joe um, lines from back in the day. So, Ooh, did, did so, they match
1: up, like in in uh, comparison? If you had a GI Joe character, like, and standing him next to an 18 character with the, um, you know, torsos and things. Match I believe up? so.
3: No, held together with, with the same O rings, and and I believe so. And and you know, they'd have you know what Davy would uh, famous for famously referred to as the Nugger Pouch. Yeah. yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure we all remember Davey talking about that. Uh, so the 6.5-inch um, uh, Wave 1 figures included B.A. um as portrayed by Mr. T in the series, Hannibal face Murdoch, and the extremely rare Amy A. Allen, who is rare for the simple reason that her character departed the series prior to the end of Season 1. Incidentally, I received the BA Brackers, um in this scale for my seventh birthday in 1985 from my late grandmother, and I also bought face from birthday money that same year. Um, the 6.5-inch Wave 2 consist- consisted of the bad guys, as they were known, Viper, Rattler, uh, sorry, Rattler. Um, <laughs> Go. Rattler was just on the top. Uh, what can I say? It's hard <laughs> to shake habits. So Viper, Rattler, Python, and Cobra. Uh, so two vehicles were made in the scale, the Off-Road Attack Cycle, Combat Attack Gyrocopter, and there was also an Unproduced Command Center playset in this scale. So in the 3.75-inch scale, um, the there were two four-packs released in the scale, uh, featuring eight of the released figures in the 65 Inch scale. Amy A. Allen was not released in this scale at all. The first four pack was B. A. Veraculous, Hannibal Murdoch, and Face, and the second four pack featured Viper, um, Cobra, Rattler, and Python. The following vehicle figure pack combinations were released uh, with characters releasing different uh, with characters in different color uniforms. Armored Attack Adventure with B. A. The intercopter jet bomber with Murdoch, tactical van playset and um, the iconic, uh, which is the iconic black van with BA, a motorised patrol boat with Hannibal, Corvette with face and a command chopper intercopter jet with all four heroes in the original colour scheme and last button by no means least, a headquarters camp set, which also came with the four heroes and over 35 different accessories. So we that's had, the line. It's yeah. small, came in in uh, two different scales, which is a bit unusual, even back then. A bit unusual for a line to sort of be divvied out into two different scales, and, and I guess it, it repeated itself a lot in the fact that there were a lot of different variants and and pretty much everything with the exception of Amy a. Allen, made both scales. But it was a fun little line that, that um, really did a good job of paying tribute to and
0: homage to what had been on television screens. Yeah, we had some of these figures. I don't know who got them or I have very vague recollections of them. Um, whether I, I seem to recall when the three and three-quarter inch sort of Joe scale line, there being um, this four-pack of, of the goodies of the 18. Yep. Um, whether that's, that's true sure or not, or just a memory, but I definitely remember. It yeah, definitely was a four pack. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, there was three four packs with them, but it was one four pack
3: that was just the figures and some weapons. And then there are yep. some with, you know, vehicles and, and other accessories. Yeah. That,
0: that four pack with the figures and the accessories is what I remember. And I remember, um, having definitely having Murdoch. I reckon he was, he had, he, did he have the cap? Is that the yep. one? Yeah, he yep. had the cap and he had this weird grin on his face. Yes, um, yes, it's Murdoch. Yeah. Uh, and these, The crazy all, one. Like, you could, Yeah, the crazy one. You could put like, a um, bit like Joe, little, little accessories that clip around the waist. One might have had like a backpack of some kind and, and yep. guns and stuff. But I reckon, I reckon our Murdoch... Do you have
3: the three, um, three 3.7-inch scale only?
0: Or? Yep. Only, yep. only the 3.7-inch scale. I know the 6.5-inch, never had any of those. Um, I know the, the BA Barakas very well. Um, in that in that scale, seeing him pop up from time to time, um, but I remember my Murdoch just just capitulating, basically crumpling, and all, all the, the the torso fell apart, and all the arms fell apart. Not not suggesting the uh, Galoob stuff was. Of poor quality, it might have just been how it got. Uh,
1: that's uh, what happens when that. you stick a yeah bit of um you know dynamite oh, under yeah, his bum,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <like, laughs> strap stra- <laughs> into a uh, firecracker or whatever.
3: Yeah. yeah, and he was the crazy one after all. So yep. that's we, it. That's made it. for that sort
1: of So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a educated guess at the grails for this line. It's got to be the 18 band. Yep. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. you think wouldn't you? And and that Amy Amy.
1: Uh, oh, of course, old. that goes without mm-hmm. saying. But I think in today's market, everyone would want that 18 fan, no matter what scale. It's just so iconic. And then probably um, second to that uh, would be uh, Mr. T himself. Anything yep. Mr. T related? Yep. So yeah, and so, I would uh, have thought.
3: Pity the fool who doesn't agree with you, Ben. <laughs>
0: pity, yeah, pity that fool. I would have thought personally probably the 6.5-inch Mr. T would be more popular than the GI Joe scale one.
3: Yeah, I
2: think I've got that one somewhere. It's like the only figure of anything even related to this property that I own. And it's one of these ones because it doesn't fit in with any of my other stuff, certainly not as a child anyway. I I struggle to know. It's probably down the bottom of some box somewhere, and it's been, it had a had a soft head like the the yes. early Ninja Turtles, if I recall. Um, yes, and that's I think exactly it, right. Yeah, I think it came with a, a rifle and stuff. Uh, very straight up and down as far as articulation, because that's what it was back back, yeah. back then. But um, yeah, I have no idea if it's worth anything or or if anybody wants I'm, it. I'm hit sure me up. i it's the <laughs> the right collector. Someone would want it just for. Uh, it's Mr. You know. T. Yeah,
1: that's exactly. It yeah 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 for sure that's pretty cool what mm. what is the uh the new movie does like came out in uh 2000 early
2: 2000s i think does that yeah. is that any good it's not bad like it's, it's it, it a movie, Bradley
0: yeah. uh Bradley Cooper, Cooper. Cooper um he's Liam Neeson quite, I reckon it's Liam face. Neeson that's right yep. yeah yeah, yeah as sorry as um Hannibal uh, right well, I quite Liam
2: enjoyed
1: Neeson. it he's a com-
0: you know,
2: comedic yeah, yeah.
1: Liam, no, no, I'm thinking Leslie Nielsen.
0: Wow, two very different actors. Liam Nielsen has a very specific set of skills, Ben. Yeah, not comedic at all.
1: Mate, you haven't seen Naked Gun 33 and a Third. You know, (laughs) he's got uh, some skills. So,
0: yeah, (laughs) huge fan of those Naked Guns. I love them. Yeah, yeah. No, the sorry, Trent, you go. No, I was just going to say they're, they're interesting. I think the, I find this fascinating for that reason that Darren pointed out. Not very often you get a, uh, a line split up into the two scales like that. And I wonder if it had something to do with the popularity of G.I. Joe, real American hero, if that if there was sort of something. You would that. have to think, given the frame that that would have been a factor. Yeah. And possibly other
3: action figure lines of that sort of era came in that scale. The Dukes of Hazzard certainly, certainly did. I believe Chips did as well. And even uh, there was even a Magnum PI and, yep. and, and his car that came in that scale. So there could have been that whole idea of complete your um, action TV adventures, series. TV series figures yep. in the one scale.
2: I think it's also and, the, uh, the cars, right? Like yeah, you're not yeah. going to make That'd a be six-inch figure into yeah. and then the 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 massive van to try and fit those figures in. So for particularly that, you think like Knight Rider and these sorts of shows where the car is almost the star of the show. Uh, well, in the case of Knight Rider, most definitely is.
3: Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, Michael <Arnold laughs> is cool, but you know he's like <laughs>
0: it.
2: Yeah, that's right. I think that's why they went with the the, the three point five scale. It's interesting that they did both, as you said. It was pretty pretty unusual. Uh, for that time for
3: sure. Yeah, it makes the line stand out, I think. For, Does for anybody that, remember the T V show? I
2: remember yeah, watching it. Remember yeah. it. Yeah, so vaguely, or, yeah exactly. vaguely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean I
0: was young when I watched it. Yeah. But I lo- yeah. I mean I loved it. I loved the the van and I couldn't yeah. tell you much about it, but obviously Mr. T was super cool. <laughs> I think it was one of those shows where,
2: you know, there, there seemed to be an, a never-unending army of, you know, the, the bad guys or terrorists or whatever, they, or kidnappers or whatever they were. And it was just intercut with shots of, you know, the, the good guys firing their guns rapidly. And, you know, they should The A-team should have been dead 10 times over by the sheer amount of bullets that were coming in their direction. And, you know, they'd duck behind the van and then they'd, you know, save the girl or whatever they were doing. And the van would just be spotless by the end of the episode. Not a single bullet hole in it sort of thing. Like It was was action TV for the 80s. That's for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. It's
3: kind of like the MacGyver of his time.
2: Yeah. hey 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 MacGyver. <laughs> MacGyver's a national treasure all right that was the documentary <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's real that's that's
1: that's the world's most reality TV I wasn't show right?
2: <laughs> it was funny because oh, uh, a friend of mine um volunteered at uh supernova, I think it was, or yeah. one of the, one of the big cons here in Adelaide, where they actually had Richard Dean Anderson on, and and she uh, is not a you wouldn't call her a big MacGyver fan, but anyone you know you know who MacGyver is, right? And you know she she got to walk past, didn't get to shake hands or whatever, but she walked past William Shatner and went, oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, but Richard Dean Anderson was the one where she's just like. I couldn't speak. Like he looked at me. All I did was literally like hold a curtain back as he was walking on stage, and he just turned back and gave me a wink and said, "Thank you." And I just I, I melted. Like because yeah. <laughs> in MacGyver, I I helped MacGyver. Like. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. No, that, that um, I bet both of those at that con. Um, both. Um, I think it was Comic Con actually, but yeah, oh, okay. they're both very, very easygoing. Um, uh, you know friendly gentlemen who, who seemed to appreciate the fact that they were in this foreign land that that was a lot smaller than their their homes.
0: Very cool. While we were talking about kits and a few cool vehicles like the eighteen van, did anyone catch that Walmart advertisement where yeah. people are filling up their cars and, yep. and like yeah. Yes. The Slimer in yeah, the another back one. of the Ecto-1 <laughs> and Bumblebee runs in and there's the DeLorean and I think it's yes. in there. I just thought that was just the production values of that ad just seemed to blow my mind.
1: Well, well it's it, they're, they're hitting the right uh, age group. They're hitting our age group where we've, you know, got choices. We've got our own car. We've got a choice of where we shop. You know, you see that sort of ad, you're like, damn, I'm going to go and shop there now, you know, because they're hitting my nostalgic you know points or and and the fact that we're talking about it now is a direct uh influence that they've done you know hit the right you know chords and Mm. and they're doing their you know advertising correctly so mm, i think very very clever
0: cool couple of shout outs before we wrap this episode ben you want to do the honors
1: uh yep so we've got uh david uh bond sorry
0: David Bonds. David Bond, Bond? David, Bond. Got David Bond
1: David that's Bond. joined us. Yeah. So, <laughs> welcome, buddy. Um, yeah, come. Please come and join us on the Discord. We'll send you another invite because I know that invite only lasts one day. And uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis, uh, Motu Dennis, he calls himself. So, yep. he's a local Adelaide lad. He's got quite the collection of Masters of the Universe and he's just started dabbling in G1 Transformers as well. So, he picked yeah. up all five of the Dinobots recently. Nice. Yes, uh, so, that's pretty awesome among a lot of other, th- uh, toy sort of doubles, big world of world Warcraft fan as well. And, uh, everything else. So, um,
2: fantastic to have you aboard, buddy.
1: Absolutely.
3: Couldn't yeah. have said it better myself, Ben. We've also
2: got to shout out. I want to share a uh, a friend of mine. This is, uh, one of my wife's uh, friends, kids, if that makes sense. But, uh, Max, if you're listening, uh, Ali, sh- Ali checked her phone at one point and said, and then just like went, oh, like super good. And I was like, what? Has, has someone had a baby? What, what are we looking at? And she showed me this message from her friend. She goes, and Max, Max is, a, I think he's about 10 years old and said, um, so it turns out since Trent has appeared on Lego Masters, Frank's podcast is now his bedtime story. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he is, he is literally listening to our show as he's sort of drifting off to the land of nod. So, Max, if you're listening, this one's for you, mate. Um, <laughs> hopefully, he's not asleep by the time he hears this you know? well,
0: And
3: hopefully, done we done well. haven't put you to sleep, Max. Stay hopefully, away. you were already <laughs> tired before you had toy power. But
2: yeah, he's a, he's a big Lego fan. He's actually sent uh, sent me through some pictures of, of models that he's built. Like, Can you show this to Trent? And I was like, yep, I'm sure he's getting a bit of that. But allegedly, he built the, um, the Millennium Falcon, the most recent one that they did the one from not solo, but um, it was the re release from whatever it was, Force Awakens, I think it was, yeah, back then a few years old. And he built the whole thing in four hours on his own wow. as, as a 10 year old. And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure me and Ali could do that in four hours yeah. solidly <laughs> on our own. Trent's like, oh, 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 whatever.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fantastic. I, yeah, I was, um, but, I'm very impressed with that. No, like, um, I'm uh, really enjoying, it's, it's obviously restrictions at the moment, but um, I'm, I'm getting a few uh, Lego designs in to, to critique Ooh. and, and I, get, I get a fair bit of uh, enjoyment out of uh, shooting back a little, you know, Trent from Lego Masters video to, the, to, to all the little kids and, and big kids. Uh, great. <laughs> and At the moment, like today, all right, so when I go into school, I get absolutely swamped, pick up yep. Callum, I just get this little circle form around me and, and <laughs> some of the expressions on the faces of the kids have been priceless. Um, but today I actually brought my own pen in um, because yesterday I had all these people wanting autographs <laughs> um, and, and, and one of the guy had, had a pen and it was sort of going around people getting their drink bottles done and their laptop bags and all sorts. And then one of the kids disappeared with his pen and, and there was, you know, kids holding drink bottles that couldn't get signed. So <laughs> Sharpie today. And yeah, yeah that honest. was, that was a real, you know, a king moment where I could just pull out the pen and, and do the drink bottles. But that that this is sort of it's a bizarre world now. Um I, I was I, I was grabbing a coffee with, with my wife, just literally down down the road because she's working from home.
1: what we, name we, can I put it under? Oh, I'll just put it under Lego Master. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they know us. I mean they <laughs> know they us the, they, they know us and like when they when they saw me me on the TV they were calling each other, you know, and saying oh Trent's on TV because we, we've been going there for you know seven years. Yeah. But anyway, like we, we'd come out, and we're walking up walking up the hill back to a house and this car pulls into a, a driveway and the window comes down, this woman pops her head out, like maybe in her forties and goes, do you live around here? And like, just absolutely <laughs> surprised. And she's like, oh my, my son's, this is going to blow his mind. You know, like, so this, this is the sort of thing now. And I, I, I wasn't expecting it. I mean, one, because we're in isolation, I'm not getting out at all. Um, but two, I didn't think I'd be that, Recognize, but yeah, it's, it's, it's weird.
2: Well, i tell you what, mate. Apart from making Max's day and, and his little bedtime stories, you kind of helped me out at work because I was walking. It was lunchtime and sort of staff was sort of outside, you know, social distancing and all that. And the principal was out there and I heard them just – just it, I wasn't eavesdropping. It was one of those conversations you hear as you're walking past. And uh, the principal's got a young uh, son, probably about Max's age. He go, oh, yes, Thomas loves uh, Lego Masters. He's really into it. And I just sort of stopped – went back and I just went, did I hit Lego Masters? You know, Trent, I know Trent, just, just tell your son that. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. I've got to go. And she was, you know, the principal who is like, you know, the, the, the absolute king of the school. She was starstruck. She was like, wait, what, what did you say? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty awesome at my job. You've got but to start I think, bringing I the podcast I went up into your conversation, points. Frank. <laughs>
3: You've got to say that he's on your podcast. You've got to <laughs> link the two. We need to translate it into listeners. Well, just I'll drop tell you, in the newsletter.
2: <laughs> yeah. into the school newsletter absolutely i tell you who, yeah, else has been getting, yeah, yes. who else has been getting the love darren you darren you you are getting all the love over at geek dudes they uh they love you there have you have you had a they listen to their very, latest are very generous
3: kind-hearted people i i can't believe the shout outs they're giving me <laughs> for, um, for this it's really really kind and and quite humbling that, that they feel that you know they talk about our show at all, you know, because they do such a good job with with their brand and what they do, and and that, and for me to be be you know mentioned at all is 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 very humbling and, and wonderful. They they are just awesome over at Geek Do's. If you haven't heard the sh- heard their show, I recommend you get onto it. Very different yeah. to ours, but, uh, but not in a bad way. Just, no, it just maybe, just no maybe not just so making sure your children are asleep, and, and maybe it's not, definitely not bedtime it's not material. Bedtime <laughs> material. <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe if you watch a little on the conservative side, maybe not <laughs> around her. But you're married, or if you live with your parents, maybe if they're on the conservative side, not around <laughs> them. But. But um, I was I was thinking about their show. The they a very day. good, very a lot of fun listening to their show.
2: And and they're kind of like those lolly bags, their show. Geek dudes, is like the lolly bags you used to get from a kids' parties where it can be really hit and miss depending on who's party and who's hosting and what <laughs> lollies they're putting in there. That's probably the best analogy I can think of to describe Geek Dudes. Um, no, look, we love we love Chris and uh, and Mitch and, and well, maybe not so much Jonesy, but um, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. Doesn't say anything. <laughs> well, for a
1: producer, he's
2: very chatty. You know, yeah. I'm just like, you're yeah. a producer, just have your headphones on and, and shut up, please. So.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, cheers All for the right. shout out, boys. We love it yeah and they,
1: they've stolen our uh yes uh, finale. That's it. so darren if you want to steal it back i will steal it back so
3: until next time good journey
2: you can find the toy power team at all the usual online places Facebook.com slash Toy Power at Toy Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us ToyPowerPodcast at gmail.com Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network. Full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but
0: they're